generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. First Timothy chapter 4, 12 to 16. Help us, media. I'm going to run for time's sake. Let no one despise your youth. If anybody wants to despise, remove the D and let them spice your youth. With approved pepper, not the wrong one. So you look spicy. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word. Many believers know that, so they don't use the F word or, or the S word and all of that. But it seems that's where most believers stop. But the next thing says, in conduct, the way you conduct yourself, that includes your work, your profession, your interaction with society, the way you carry yourself, your gait, your sense of finesse. And I'm not talking about uh, for lucky for the night. Um, the way you carry and convey yourself. The way you come across in the boardroom, not just the bedroom when you're married. He said your conduct is very important. It's not just about, oh, I don't use, I don't swear, I don't use the S word or the F word and all of that. He's saying your conduct, the way you are carrying out your business, managing your staff, relating with your employees, servicing your clients, attracting your prospects, reporting to your investors. Are you seeing that? Your benefactors, your conduct is an essential meter or parameter for the expression of your dealings with God. It says, be an example. Please look at your neighbor. Say, be an example, please. Say, be an example to believers. What it means is your role models cannot be unbelievers. Because you will become like what you behold. What you behold, you become. So you might be able to, I didn't ask you to clap, but if you want to clap, that's also is a good place to clap. And this is the reason we need more believers who are billionaires. Because we don't have enough believers who are billionaires. So many believers don't know what a millionaire believer should look like, sound like, act like. And the people that they've seen, they are not, they don't even have a lever, talk less of believer. Right? Or those who were Christians and somehow the benevolence of God and generosity of God came upon them. They were not trained or cultured. So they are believers, but they still have, they still do girls. No, they don't do it every weekend because they're Christians. They do it like once a month to release stress and tension. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's an ungodly example. Why? Because people have not been taught or discipled. So being born in a royal family does not guarantee royal expressions or royal courage. You have to be trained. Are we here? So Paul says, be an example in the way you conduct yourself. Then it says, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy, by prophecy with the laying of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Please look at your neighbor and say, I am tired of audio progress. God has a template for visible progress. 
God has a template for palpable improvement. Which means that if you have a bag, a bag load of prophecy or a chocolate of prophecy, but your life does not look like it's reflecting the prophecy you have received, it's a sign that you are not following the divine template for visible progress. He says, if you meditate on these things, you give yourself to them, your progress will be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continuing them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Let's go to the message translation. The message translation from verse 16, I believe. It says, Cultivate, and write that, that write down that word we're going to need in today's teaching. Cultivate. My time should Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. See that. Cultivate. Which message Bible is this one? Or have I got the wrong one? Which one did they give me before? Oh, I was wondering like. Cultivate. Somebody say cultivate. These things. So what it tells me is things can be cultivated. Anger can be cultivated. Patience can be cultivated. Some of you were born lazy, but you can cultivate diligence. Some people were born stingy. See, everybody got a liability from the fall of Adam. Not all of us got the same one. Oh, yo, come and talk to me right now. Everybody got something negative from Adam. Anger or loss or laziness, or self-centeredness, or pride, or envy, or deceitfulness, or duplicitousness. It's so good to see you, Nifemi. Let's celebrate Nifemi. She joined us for the first time at Lekki on Thursday, and she's live here. Right? So, all of us got something from Adam, but God is saying you can cultivate the right things. In other words, I was born like this is no longer a valid excuse for the believer. Because you were born like this, but you were born again. So except you're telling me that the first birth is greater than the new birth, you have no right to hold on to the weaknesses of the first birth. Oh, you all are too quiet this morning. You're too quiet this morning. Cultivate. Break up the ground. Plant the seed. Sow the soil. Or work the soil. Walk the ground. He says cultivate these things. And how do you do it? Immerse yourself in them. Whatever is growing in your life right now is a reflection of the seeds you've entertained. Anything that is growing in your life right now. You've exposed yourself to certain seeds. Now somebody goes, oh, oh, but, but I didn't plant weeds in my firm. Well, you don't need to plant weeds. Weeds will grow if they find space in your ground. It's amazing that you don't need, watch this now, you don't need to intentionally sow negative seeds for neg- negativity to grow in your life. Why? Because there are enough negative people to sow those seeds for you. 
Enough. Haven't you seen enough lost in society? Do you need to look for lost? Is it not looking for you? Game in the system. Do you have to go out of your way to look for it? Is it not knocking at your door? Oh, talk to me, guys. Now, there are many people here. Let me just come to this table because many people here are like that. Some of you in school, you did not graduate without cheating in the exam hall at least once a semester. I didn't say all. I said some. Someone said I did not. You did not do that one, but you did something else. You did not do anything negative in this your life. First and last Adam. Somebody shall cultivate. And what's going to happen? The people will all see you mature. Where? Please help me go to three. But tell them I'm going to mature right before your eyes. I know that I'm sloppy in some areas. I know that I appear lazy in some areas. Some people are so sitting down. I said go to three people. I know that I'm behind in some areas. I know you don't approve of some things I do sometimes. But you will see me mature right before your eyes. I will not always be this sloppy. I won't always be this slimy. I won't always be this emotional and out of control with the temptations of my flesh and my lust. I will mature right before your eyes. I'm going to progress in God. I'm, I'm going to profit in the things of the spirit. I'm going to mature. Where are those maturing? And verse 16, what does it say? What does it what does it say in verse 16? Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Another one says on your personal development. Don't be diverted. That's what happens to a lot of people. They start on the right track, then there's a side attraction, and they branch out. Branching out before you build a spine will kill the stem. The stem is not strong enough to carry the weight of the branch, but you are branching out. All in the name of my pastor is multipotentialite, and he does 20 things. Well, this is about his 20th year of intentionally working his gifts. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear you will experience salvation. Go to TPT very quickly. Say immerse yourself. Please go to verse 14 for TPT. I want to show you something there. Don't minimize the powerful gifts. Kayaba shuvalasas. Some of you, your gifts were like pop-up windows that open on the computer screen of your life. Next thing, you click minimize. I don't want people to think I'm a prophet. 
Just because you give three or four or five words of knowledge, you're now hiding something that has not even reached its full expression. Don't minimize the powerful gifts. Powerful gift that operates in your life for it was imparted to you by laying on of hands of the elders and was activated through the prophecy they spoke over you. Verse 15. Make all of this your constant meditation and make it real with your life so everyone can see that you are moving forward. Give careful attention to your spiritual life. And every cherished truth you teach for living what you preach will release salvation inside you and to all those who listen to you. Please go final to KJV. KJV. Verse 15. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So Paul is speaking to Timothy. The core business of Timothy is the pastoral business. And I put business in quotes. I'm talking about the core assignment or the core work. And Paul is saying to Timothy, if you want to prosper in this core work, this is what you do. You've got to cultivate. So ministry is like a plantation. You have to break the ground. Some grounds are hard. That's why sometimes some ministries take a long time for them to explode because God gives them hard ground to break. So the seed is good, but they have to do the work of breaking. Are you following this? You have to choose the right seeds. You have to map. You have to sketch. You have to weed. You have to protect. You have to defend. He's speaking to Timothy and he's saying, God wants you to prosper to profit. That means that even if you are in what people call full-time ministry, there is a profit plan for ministry. Say, I'm just doing an NGO, a social work. There is a money model in that social work. Right? In ministry, however, the profit is not money for ministry. That's why you must be willing to spend money to gain souls. The profit for ministry is souls. Souls are the real treasures of the kingdom. This is the reason demons try to possess people so they can control their souls. Are we following this? Which also means that for a believer, whether you're in ministry, preaching, teaching, on stage or not, or you're in ministry in the marketplace, you must prioritize people over profit. Somebody say people over profit. Say loud everyone, say people over profit. So this is a direct word to Timothy whose core assignment is pastoring. But Paul does not leave us without a profit plan for people who are not pastors or apostles or prophets and teachers. So he writes to the Thessalonians. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 11 to 12. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, 11 to 12. In fact, let's go to verse 10 actually from verse 10. Thank you so much media. I love this. Verse 10. Let's see what it tells us. And indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, he's talking about loving the brethren. He says, but we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more in the things you're doing. Verse 11. In your love for the brethren and all of that, that you also aspire, that you aspire to perspire, to conspire. I literally saw a t-shirt 
last time we traveled as part of Perspire, so I did the recording, I'll post it on real sometime soon. That you aspire to perspire, to conspire, to respire. That's not what it says. That you also aspire to lead a quiet life. To do what? Mind your own business. Literally out of the Bible. It's not just a fancy word. Mind your own business. And to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Command your neighbor. Say it's a command for you to work with your hands. Please don't look at your neighbor. So what, what are you doing with your hands these days? Say where are you going with your hands these days? What have you been touching with your hands these days? What are you rubbing with your hands these days? Who are you molesting with your hands these days? Who are you harassing? Reconfiguring? Brushing? Pressing? Oh, yo, yo, stopped now. This might be God's way of delivering somebody by exposing their secret obsession. If I look at somebody who's looking all, all grimy and cringing in their sin, say, who are you touching these days? The problem with some men is that their hands are too full of breasts for them to produce the milk of the word. Y'all didn't see that coming. Look at your neighbor. So what are your hands full of? If the only thing you can work at the organs of a woman, you are a liability to the kingdom. Oh, I thought I would get a witness on that. You guys didn't give me a witness. Is that, is that what you've been doing? Look at your neighbor. Say, don't touch me. Touch your work. Um, can I teach this morning? Mind your own business. Some people have more ideas for their friends than for their lives. Quick to counsel everybody. But when it's time to do the work, they cannot do it. But mindful not to take counsel for people whose only work is to give counsel. Counsel should be the fruit of labor. Which means that before you open your mouth, there is something you've done that is already speaking to me. That means the only voice you have in my life is not the one that comes out of your mouth. Your products have a voice. Your services have a voice. Your track record have a voice. Your character has a voice. Oh my, who am I preaching to this one? Some of y'all look like you're sleeping on this word. Let me pray to myself, Danny. Danny, your counsel has a voice. Your character has a voice. Your products, they have a voice. He said, if you're going to have an aspiration, stop following stupid, useless aspirations. I must build 100 houses before I'm 40. Useless. He said, the aspiration of a believer is to lead a quiet life. And to mind his business. Because when he minds his business, the profits allocated to him will manifest without pressure. Put pressure on your work, not on your age. (laughs) 
and I'm 30 this year. I'm old. I'm 35. Have you noticed you've been saying that since you were 25? And saying it for 10 years have not improved your lot. So change your narrative. You know, some people are very shy of their age. You know what I started doing many years ago? I started attributing to my mind my next year's age. I can't break the dynamics of that down now. Embrace your assignment. Stop being concerned about the passage of time. Whether you achieve or not, time will pass. Yeah. Self aspiration of the believer. Lead a quiet life. But there are so many believers who are saying, when I hammer, everywhere go blue. Everywhere scatter. That's not in the Bible for the believer. He's saying the believer's stuff is that when you hold them, keep them. You lead a life where people cannot really make projections about how much you have. Because you're not wearing your wealth. <laughs> At some point, people start suspecting Shah because he can't hide everything. We are outside. Let me tell you, it's, it's good for you to say we're outside, but the only reason some people are outside is because they can't afford their rent. Somebody shall mind your business. I give you permission as the pastor of this house, point your prophetic finger at somebody. Look at them eyeball to eyeball, even if you're shy, you're quivering as you do this. And say, pastor said I should tell you, mind your own business. Mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you so that what will happen, verse 12, that you may walk properly toward those who are Say we outside. But we can parents. We can afford accommodation. We can build our own houses. Walk properly toward those who are outside. And that you may lack. So the secret to not lacking is not begging. The secret to not lacking is not prophetic activation. Can I preach this morning? The secret to not lacking is not miracle money. The secret to not lacking is not somebody gave you a word and then somebody came and gave you money and then an angel came and gave you a slap. The secret to not lacking is right here in your Bible that your aspiration needs to be conservative disposition in your achievements and accomplishments. Dutiful diligence and concentrated focus on your assignment. Working, engaging resources with your productive infrastructure and walking right. He says that's how you're going to lack nothing. But there are people today running from mountain to hill, pillar to post, virtual prayer meeting to e-summit, looking for what's in the Bible. This except you don't believe the Bible that you may lack nothing. How will you not lack anything? 
mind your own business. Which means that if you don't have a business or you don't have a mind, you don't be. Now, when I say business, I don't mean go and meet Rosemont and register a, co- a corporation or PLC or LLC or LTD. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you show up to work as an, uh, as an employee tomorrow and you're focusing on sales or marketing or digital marketing or data, that is your business. There's a sense of ownership and stewardship with which you focus on that, not frittering away employee time and resources, laughing about cat videos <laughs> on social media during work hours. I say, my God shall supply all my needs. You also supply some knocks because you need it. You know, they, they, people just think that supply mine is material. Some, some people need brain resetting. It's a need. So God will supply it. And sometimes it can use other people's hands to meet that need in your life. Let's look at another. Is somebody getting something already? First Thessalonians 4, 10 to 12, NIV. NIV says, and in fact... You do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia, yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. Okay, NIV, do so more and more. And that you make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands. Just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of of outsiders and so that give me the NIV people need to see it and so that you will not be dependent on anybody I want to buy oxygen oh send money I want to buy halogen send money I want to buy hydrogen or nitrogen I want to buy hair I want to buy cortex. I want to buy nail file. It's so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Not dependent on anybody. TPT says, aspire to lead a calm and peaceful life as you mind your own business and earn your living just as we've taught you. By doing this, you will live an honorable life. And what will you do when you do that? What's going on with the, with the is it hanging? Someone should, you need to give me a message about it. I need people to see it. What will you do? Influencing others and commanding respect of even the unbelievers. So I says, oh, when I have a lot of money, my generation will respect me. Even unbelievers, they will begin to honor me. God is saying, this, this is how you command the respect. You don't command the respect by running for office. You command the respect by running your business. And one of the reasons Nigeria is mismanaged is that you have people who have never run businesses before or who have run down the businesses that they were involved in trying to run a whole country. Somebody molested your child, God forbid, then you want to make him your house manager. 
May your wife not be next in line. That's why the company has, country has been raped. Because many people in government are political molesters. Exploiters, users, abusers, manipulators, schemers. Many, not all. Thank good for the few that are not. So it's commanding the respect of even the unbelievers. How do you do that? Minding your business. And then it says, then you'll be in need of nothing and not dependent on others. Let's go to first, let's go to message. Give us the message one. Don't forget. And I will say so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Some of us don't know what that life looks like because everything we need, we have to depend on somebody. But I pray by the mercy of God that that pattern is completely and permanently broken over your life. That amen does not sound like it's ready. That amen sounds like it's dependent. May that pattern be completely and permanently broken over your life. Now so I can hear your amen all the way from the back. Shout that amen louder. what it says from verse 10 verse 10 you're already good at it your friends all over the province of macedonia are the evidence keep it up get better and better at it i'm loving people that's the preface of that stay how look at him and say chill out you're putting heavy pressure in the wrong direction you're trying to compete with the clock you're trying to compete with people whose business are different from yours. You're putting pressure on your age. You've forgotten the people who were childhood stars, child prodigies at 12, 13. The world already knew them, but now in their 30s, nobody cares about them. They're on drugs or something. So when you keep comparing yourself with your friends and your so-called mates and all of that, you're exhausting finite time over something you have no control over. Stay calm. Mind your own business. Do your own job. You've heard all this from us before, but a reminder never hurts. Next line. We want you living the way that will command the respect of outsiders, not lying around, sponging off. Everybody take this picture and post it online. Right now, do it. No story, real something. And some of you need to do it because some of you, you've been sponging off friends. So this is a public commitment that you will not do it. But some of you friends have been sponging off you. You don't know how to tell them. But you know they read your story. Even though they know your story. Take this picture and if you have the boldness, tag those people who've been sponging off you. <laughs> It's too early for all this, right? Tag people. <laughs> that boy. <laughs> Just tell them it's part of a very short story. This is Paul speaking, apostle of grace. But he's saying when it comes to material resource, God has a model, and that model does not exclude business. That model does not exclude diligence. That model includes hands-on engagement. 
God gave man, the very first business God gave man was the business of managing a garden. Now in that business, that in fact it was a conglomerate because you had many businesses in that business. Give me some ideas. Give me some ideas. Horticulture. Give me more. Animal husbandry. Give me more. Poultry. Give me more. Pardon? Civil engineering. Give me more. Zoology. Give me more. Tell me. Microbiology. Give me more. Landscaping. Give me some more. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. You see, the reason we have to train ourselves to discover our vocations or jobs or opportunities because right now people are struggling. To identify something that even existed thousands of years ago. Little one said people cannot find opportunities today. Give me more. There is more there. Zoology. We've said that before. Okay, zoology 2.0. What? People are repeating it again. Horticulture. I don't see this. Pardon? Farmer's market. Give me some more. Food processing. Juicing. Give me some more. Logistics. Aquaculture. Marine science. Environmental science. Health and safety. Home management. Urban and regional. Tell me. I can't hear that. Fashion. Ah, okay. After they fell. Home economics. Give me some more. Please, I'm looking neighbor. Say there are businesses around you. Can you see them? Say louder. Say there are businesses. If I go to five people, tell them there are businesses around you. But can you see them? There are businesses around you. Can you see them? Paul himself, let me read some more. Watching my time. Paul himself demonstrated this. He didn't just tell them, you guys should work, work, work and do all of that. But he, he worked. 1 Corinthians 4, 10 to 13. Help me media. 1 Corinthians 4, 10 to 13. Look at what Paul says, I'll run. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak. We've made ourselves weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. To this present hour, we both hunger and thirst. Now, of course, we understand what that is. He's saying we deprive ourselves. We're not hungry because we're lazy. We are pouring ourselves. We're giving of ourselves. It says to the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed. We clothe less than what we can afford to. We are beaten. We are homeless because we are on tour. We're moving from place to place. We know that at the book of Acts, the last place, we know that Paul lived in a home and taught for two years. So it wasn't talking about him being broke and all of that. It was talking about the inconvenience and the intentional impoverishment he put himself through for the work of the ministry. He said, we, and we do what? Give me the next line there. And we, and we labor. We labor working with our hands. Everybody stretch your hands and say, Lord, help media. Help media this morning. Say louder. Say, I'm not, I'm not joking. Say, Lord, help media. Because they've been good for weeks and weeks, but we reject every backsliding spirit. And we 
Who's speaking? Who's speaking? Paul is the apostle of what? Grace. And we? Working with our own hands. Look at your neighbor. Say, my pastor works. I must work. Say, the apostle in the Bible worked. I must work. Some of you are saying it, but you're not looking. Some of you are looking, but you're not saying. Use your hands. Don't slap anybody. But you can slap them a palm bar and blister and use it. Work activating high five. And tell them, you must work with your hands. We work with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Of course, listen. Some people will be like, what we, Paul, Paul walked. The walk that Paul preached, a walk was preaching. He didn't say we walked with our mouths. He had that. That was ministerial. When I started to walk with his hands, he had a vocational trade. He was a tent maker. He carried pegs. Sometimes he would have blisters. He had to work animal hide. Animal skin was used as the toppling of their generation. He had to be under sweltering heat. Is somebody here? Look at your neighbor. See, if I can't see your sweats. Stop crying for the oil. There's a generation that's looking for oil but not, not ready to sweat. But oftentimes God increases oil on sweating hands. So being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world, the offscoring of all things until now. Paul, he worked. Worked. He worked. Of course, he also received gifts and received supply and all what not. But we'll come to that. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 12 to 15. 2 Corinthians 12, 12 to 15. Some people are asking God, God, I need more money. I need wealth. I need waves of wealth. Listen to what God is saying. A lot of it is in your hands. In Yoruba, belek bele dowe. Belek bele does your hour <laughs> a lot of it is in your hands 2 Corinthians 12 12 to 15 truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs and wonders and mighty deeds for what is it we, for what is it in which you were inferior to other churches except that I myself was not burdensome to you. In other words, I did not put the weight of my sustenance, of my needs on you. I didn't put the weight of my work, what I needed to serve you, to operate, I didn't put it on you. He said, look at what he said, forgive me in this wrong. In other words, I even robbed you of the opportunity to minister to me. So I did you wrong. Are you following this? Which means that if somebody is ministering to you consistently, consistently, and the person never allows you so into their life, it's some kind of wrong they're doing you. Because the order of God is that spiritual resources flow in this direction. Material resources flow in this direction. Are you following? It's the order of God. But look at what it says. And now for the third time, I am ready to come to you. And I will not be burdensome to you. Why? I do not seek yours. I am seeking you. I will not monetize you. I will prioritize you. So that if you give me stuff, 
It's not going to be a life-saving gift you are giving me. I got some. Yours is a bonus on mine. Anybody gets on this? Is it helping somebody? For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will be gladly spent, I, I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Don't forget, the real treasure is the souls of men. So I am willing to spend money to mature souls, to bring souls to the kingdom. And that is the core profit of the kingdom and of the believer. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. In other words, I'm out loving you guys, man. I love you so much, you're, you're trying hard to keep up. Because I'm not allowing my relationship to be, to be bordered or burdened on financial exchange. Because the oil on my life cannot be bought with the money in your hands. Okay. It wasn't just that the Corinthian church spoke. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9. First Thessalonians 2 verse 9. For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil. <laughs> labor is work with master's degree. Toil is labor with PhD. So we labored and we toiled. What were we doing? For laboring. When? Because true labor starts at night, not in the day. You labor mentally and spiritually at night. Then during the day, use your hands to express what you have produced in the spirit at night. Some people, they sleep at night, they sleep during the day. Then they wonder why things are slipping out of their hands. And they can't even afford to buy sleep on. Because they always sleep on. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, how you feeling? How you feeling? How you feeling about this? Laboring night today. Why? That we might not be a burden to any of you. We preach to you the gospel of God. We worked. 2 Thessalonians 3, 7-12. 2 Thessalonians 3, 7-12. Innocent, is this helping? Is, is this helpful? For you yourselves, Abimbola, don't forget to put the, the where's Abimbola? Yeah. The key phrases and the key thoughts in your documentary. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. You know, we have a track record. We're not artists, but we have a record. We don't walk in the rail station, but we won't derail you because we have a track. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we're not disorderly among you, <laughs> Come on, somebody. Nor did we eat anyone's bread for free. Oh, Lord, help me now. When 
I saw Joan selling her dates. And a responsible girl, she, she gave me some. Oh, you know, pops, oh, dates. Not like she wasn't selling her dates for me to date her. Uh, you know, I just said, ah, Joan, you're in that business. You sell your dates. Oh, my word. Selling, selling her dates. And then she, she gave me one. He said, I mean, apostle, preacher, prophet of our life, pastor, it's well within my right to accept it without any kind of reciprocity. Biblically approved. As in biblically, the Bible says, as I teach you spiritually, you should bless me materially. It's so clear in the Bible. Like I don't even have to talk about it to mature people. To mature people. But when she did that, Joan Daniel said, oh, great. I'm taking those dates. What did I do? I paid for it. Did I pay the amount for it for it? Or did I put some extra on it? Give some extra. I'm not saying this to whatever. Many of you know I've done this for you privately. Understanding makes the difference. Is somebody growing? Paul says, we didn't eat anybody's bread free of charge, but worked with labor. As in Paul must have really worked for him to be saying over and over. (laughs) You know how maybe your sister left you at home to take care of the house and then the house was flooded and fire almost broke out and the nieces and nephews were going wild on you, climbing the curtain up to the next floor and things were about to scatter all over the place somehow by the help of the Holy Ghost praying in tongues, casting out demons within those few hours you were able to put everything together, eventually then your sister got back and said, ah, kilo In other words, so what have you really been doing since morning? Your sister comes in and says that, eh? Says, sister, I walked. Eh, what did you do? I walked. Like, Paul is like, guys, whilst you guys were busy sleeping and snoring, I would pray for you at midnight. And after praying at midnight, I will catch the next tent I'm supplying. Arrange the tent pegs. Call Epiphanos. No, they didn't have calls then. <laughs> Write a letter with dark light. You can say no nepa. Me, there was no other light in my day. Use oil lamp. Sometimes the oil will spill on the parchment. I have to start again. Feeling the dots by the Holy Ghost when you read the Bible. Don't read as a casual thing. Paul was just showing up. <laughs> time to preach. <laughs> you old Macedonians. Are you alright? I wasn't even British. You know, we have all these idealistic ideas. The ministry is all about glowing accomplishments. What do pastors do anyway? They just sashay into the house of God. So people of God, I bring you a word. Go girl. Why? That we might not be a burden to any of you. When it says in Galatians bear one another's burdens he also said each man must carry his own load. Have you seen that? Should we look at it? Galatians 6 
Go there real quick. Galatians 6, go to verse 6. Onia Havalo Sakira. Oh, it's, it's actually. <laughs> Let him who is taught the word. This is not why I brought you here, but I mean, the Holy Ghost is brilliant like that. No, go, go, go to. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. When I say sharing good things, not saying tell me a story about your life. Tell me the good thing. That's not what it's saying. Go and read other translations. It says material substance. When somebody teaches you, you're supposed to honor them. Material. He called it things. He didn't say good prayers. <laughs> See, one of the challenges we have in the churches, we like to select the scriptures we like. Yeah, the ones that make us feel good. Alright. Let, let's go. Was it verse 2 you went to before? Go to verse 2. Alright. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Keep going. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Verse 4. But let each man examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. In other words, if you are all about drawing compliments and encouragement and validation from other people, maybe your work is not good enough to give you compliments. To give you satisfaction. To give you joy. You're not pouring your soul into it. So you always need somebody to remind you you are doing well. He says when you examine your work. Why? That was how God did it. That God looked at the work he had done every day. And he said, Bobo God, you try. He said, God, you bad. He said, God didn't have to do like a God. You bad. Why? Looking at himself, he's a circle. So when you examine your work and you've done good work, there will be satisfaction in your soul. Look at that stuff. You edit it again. You polish it again. You refine it. You examine it. You subject it. You get feedback on it. You put the targets in there. Look, please, I'm going to get out of your seat. Some people are looking like they're so not ready to do any kind of work. I don't know whether it's the burden of the word that is on you. But let's be one another's brothers right now. Go to five people and tell them, examine your work and mind your business. Examine your work and mind your business. Examine your work and mind, mind your business. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Shall mind your business. Zizi, mind your business. Toyosi, mind your business. I say I don't have a business. What you do at your workplace, your employment, that's your business. Once they attach your name to a job description, that job description is what? It's your business. Why? He said, for each one shall bear his own load. What did he say we should share? Burden. What will you bear? Please, let's demonstrate it. I need a burden and I need a load. Who came to the house, the Garden of Kings this morning, with a bag with a... Uh, with a mortar and pestle. If you have like a mortar and pestle in your bag, something heavy. Bag, all right. You see the bag? Is he heavy? I need something quite heavy. 
Not very. If you had my old laptop bag, that would have worked. Someone said I, I was carrying one billion souls in that bag. So I weighed heavy. Now, this is... Is there anybody who can boast of something bigger than this? Oh, come on. Come, no, that's light. That's, that's light. Uh, yeah, laptop. I know that somebody can put this bag to shame with the size of their own handbag. <laughs> I, I really believe in you. Who's got a handbag that will make this feel... I need some bigger. Yeah, come with, can you come with that? No, that's like, I need, if, it's, if you can find something bigger, is that bigger? All right, let's just, let's just do it. Teresa, give me your bag. That's a burden. This is a load. For the sake of the illustration. It's a burden. Yes, please. Please zip it though because we don't even know. Yes. If she's carrying this, she's carrying this, she's carrying this. Carrying that. Almost everybody in life, almost everybody has a load and a burden. There's load and there's burden. As a matter of fact, a burden can become a load when you don't carry it quickly. You know how he will come and call you and say, oh, my house rent is due. My house rent is due. My, my house rent is due. Two, three, four, five weeks after it's been due. The question was, what was happening the 12 months before then? Most likely, they already had burdens, but they didn't share the burden. Then it became a load. When it's a load, it becomes an emergency situation. Nobody can go into emergency ward for you. I need to have a meeting with all the organists and pianists and keyboardists or whatever East you guys are. Because like you guys sleep these days. I don't know what's distracting you or who is distracting you. has become a load. It was, it was a burden before. So almost everybody has a load and a burden. Paul says, what you do is that when you have a burden and we get together in fellowship, don't be ashamed to share your burdens. Your house rent is load. You will be the one to carry it. When you're looking for a job or income opportunities, that's a burden. I can help you with my network, with my referrals, my endorsements, with my validation, my suggestion. I can be a referee. I can even buy, I was going to say jam form for you. <laughs> I can buy admission, what do you call the interview form of, uh, you know, some agencies, you have to buy a form. Nigerian police force or something. To sign up for the opportunity, I can do that. I can offer to drive you to the interview and we're praying in tongues together. I'm sharing the burden. But I can't write the exam for you. And the reason a lot of people have problems with churches is that they are expecting church to carry their load. When they themselves have not borne their own burdens. 
does not put their load on other people. I'm not commanded to carry your load. Oh, you're not talking this morning. You know, we like sugar-coated things. God will come through for you. Amen. It's true. But we also need to add, God will come through for you. Amen. Many times through your hands. By my hands. I slay the lion and the bear. So the Lord that delivered the lion and the bear into my hands, not into my prayer. Some lions in your life are to be torn at work, not to be destroyed with tongues. That gives you pent up energy in the spirit. So when you get into the field, you are accurate, you are sharper, you are more targeted, and you are able to generate speedy results without dilly dallying. Are you understanding? But so many believers are compounds in power and they can't leave the compound. Agama, gama, 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 gama lizard. Gama, 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 agama, gama, gama, gama. Everybody read this. Everybody shout 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 this. Shout it. Make it personal. Say, I will carry my load. I will handle my responsibility. So what I said to you, I said, it's carrying a lot of stuff. Uh-uh. Toyo, toyo. Toys, toys. Oh my gosh, you're, you're doing so much. I really honor you. Celebrate God's grace upon your life. How can I help you? Actually, like, I'd like to drop this. Can you drop it? You're, oh, wow. You mean like, you Real life or response now? You know, we're hybrid world, virtual reality. So, is this reality or virtual? In response to your question. All right. So, you want me to help you with your loot? Put put names to it. Put names to it. House rent, bill, uh, car, jack bar, whatever. You want me to help you, jack bar? <laughs> now, if I just go, shio. I've not been a believer. If I ask questions, because attention is an investment. So if I ask questions, ah, you, you, so you, you want to jack, ah, you want to jack, but you, but you told me that God said you'd be the president's wife, the president of Nigeria by 2036. Say, so I want to go there and come back and marry the president. <laughs> I ask and I say, okay, but what do you really, really need now? Um, I think it would be like an admission because the point of Jackpot is to study. Study. All right. Okay. So you know what I'm going to do? I have a friend who has like an educational service consulting kind of thing in Ekoi. I'm going to talk with him. Um, and when I talk to him, I'm going to let you know. And let me just say this. I don't know what the fees are going to be, but I'll give you the first 10,000 naira towards that stuff. <laughs> Mr. Solomon says, is this real life or hybrid? Does she feel better? Yes, 
I've taken a burden. Because all along was an idea in her head. Just a thought, a concept. Now I've helped her put structure. That's a burden. When it's time to jack bar and to buy tickets, I will not be there. Because I'll be here worshiping all of the days my life. Do you understand? Now, if it's an emergency, like, oh, someone's intensive care, we need to raise money, it overrides that law. So everybody now has to put what we have. Now, in putting what we have, don't make people's burdens your load. Because what has happened to many of us is that we are loaded, but we are loaded with burdens. You are a professional burden bearer, load carrier, destiny sharer, prayer contractor. You are carrying everybody's burdens before you are qualified to stand in that dimension of priesthood. You're not talking to me this morning, but God said, don't look at their faces. It's all right. Please, oh, close the bag so we don't want to see secrets. You don't know why people carry her out. God is helping all of us. Give me more, give me more, give me more. For, before we trend again on a blog, you won't believe what fell out of the hand of the bag a pastor was carrying. It was even the pastor's wife's bag. I can literally feel the strain right here. I can literally feel it. Some of us, the reason we can't walk right with God is that we are too burdened with men. So you're always looking tired, always looking stressed, always looking overwhelmed. You are carrying burdens God did not send you to carry. You are helping people that God was working on. But you said, no, I must be charitable. I must sort out their problems. Some people need to stay with some problems a little longer. For them to learn some discipline, some character, some faithfulness, some loyalty, some management, some diligence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? High five your neighbor till their palm burns. And tell them, don't turn their burdens into your load. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't help people to the point where you are broken. The apostle said, for each one shall bear. I rejected Jesus' name. Somebody shall mind your business. Focus your energies, your assignments, your responsibilities. Some of you are professional party attendees. Oh, one be. 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 O
Owambe means you're, it's there, it's there, we're there. People are gathering to the point where there's no money. Because you've spent your investment buying Ashwabi you only wear once a year. Count the cost before you commit. It's the wedding. Whose wedding? Some weddings you attend, you don't know the name of the bride. Wedding, wedding, wedding is a welding. Things are burning. Say, I was talking to Duny in the office in the course of the week. I said to her, Mr. Solomon, I said to her, I said, people would just say, oh, pastor or speaker, if they get me as a speaker, or a trainer, corporate trainer, speaker, or as a pastor, either one. Say, hey, we just want to speak for just one hour. We just want to speak for one hour. It's not a long time, just one hour. <laughs> I said to you, it's one hour. I never tell them this, but I say to people who have administrative intelligence, right, in my space, because I'm trying to teach people how to evaluate resources. When I go to speak for an hour, it's not one hour. I'm going to spend between four to six hours in contemplation, meditation, orientation. If it's a spiritual meeting, preparing my heart, my mind. If it's a business meeting, preparing my stats, my metrics, my allegories, my examples, my slides, if I'm using slides. I'm very meticulous in my slides. So it's about four to six hours to get ready for the meeting. Depending on where it is in Lagos, it's anywhere between an hour and two hours to drive. Going. Coming back, an hour, two hours. Let's use average travel time, three hours. Put that on top of nine hours. Uh, on top of six hours. That's nine hours. Then I get there, there's going to be a lot of apologies in many African settings. Oh, we're so sorry. The singer came late. The pianist arrived dead. So we had to resurrect him from the world. The, um, the, the, the pastor's dog refused to fast with the rest of the congregation. So we called a dog and cat international prayer conference. Dig it. Dig P. Dig PC to resurrect him. So please, just help us wait a little bit. You can wait in the green room or the red room or any room. Maybe they'll wait in the green room, but they have red eyes in the green room. <laughs> so I wait another one hour. Then after that, you know, there's some people that feel like what you preached did not really hit them. So pastor, the Lord says you have a word in your mouth for me. So I just sweated for an hour and a half on that stage, yo. Say so by sense that there's a residual anointing. Oshe decanter. So another one hour taking pictures and selfies. Because I mean, number one, you love people. Number two, you want to be Christ like number three. Well, some people might not sleep or they might hate you forever if you don't take that picture with you. So, so help the children. So so that's nine plus one extra two extra hours 11 hours and depending on the kind of meeting it is so oh, pastor we don't have a we don't have a lot we just we, we just have a little token for you we have 300,000 400,000 for you it's not, it's not a lot it's just a little token or speaking oh it's not a lot maybe we have a million for you or whatever Now people say, oh, that was great. I spoke for an hour and I was paid 500K. No, you didn't speak for an hour. You worked for 10 hours. Are you understanding value orientation? 
because the reason some people their businesses are not growing is that your evaluation of what goes into production is very false you are valuing only production time in terms of let's say like if uh, you stitch so you say it takes me an hour it doesn't take you an hour you sketch you take measurements you go to the market Similarly, don't you buy fabric, fabric selection. You go to the yard I used to buy stuff from, they had finished, it's finished. So you go to three, four, five places. Victor, isn't that so? Then you enter Botoporto. Botoporto is African anointing. It's mud. Did you factor in the soap you used to wash the shoes? The wear and tear. You see that? Somebody shout, you're giving me more loot. As well. Somebody shout, mind your business. Check my time. Shout aloud or say, mind your business. This is how some of us look in the spirit. Thank you. You see, there are always people in life to help you adjust your burdens. But they might not be there to. Israel, you know I'm not dissing you. You're actually a burden sharer. Right. Right. It just just makes a good point in the message. So you're co-preaching. You know, some of you will get rewards in heaven you don't know are valid. People like Kumbon, who have used for examples, they'll be like, give him two heavenly coins. (laughs) I was going to say earth. Right. So, so we're like this. Please give me that scripture in Thessalonians. Let me wind it down. Thessalonians that said, but you know how to follow us? That we do not walk orderly. That we do not walk disorderly. Give it to me. Oh. Give it to me. Oh. 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 Second Thessalonians chapter 3. All right. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly. Disorderly means that we were not violating protocol. We're not walking anyhow, anyhow. Many of us have confused people God has sent to our lives because our walk is disorderly. No order in our lives. And where there is no order, there is no glory. Where there's no order, there is no growth. How do I know the Bible says King is like a man who casts seed into the ground? It's and then he comes back, he casts the seed, goes away, comes back, does not know how, but has brought forth. It says, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. In other words, your progress has a pattern of manifestation. Many people want the full corn but they despise the blade. What's the blade? That little flicker, that little foliage that comes out of the earth. Looks like nothing, but it has the possibility. I'll teach that in the second service about the seed, the soil, seasons, synergy, and cycles. It has the capacity to change your life. That means if you're working on something and you see a sign of growth and you perceive that God is on it, mind that business. Mind it. Engage your mind. The Bible does not say spirit your business. 
That's one of the challenges in Africa. Many people are trying to run businesses smoothly with anointing oil. Say it's oil to make it smooth. It will stay in your floor. So we spirit we spiritualize it. You sprinkle the oil on your products. I anoint my dress. I anoint this. Yeah, I anoint. Well, I, I've not seen that in the Bible. I haven't, I haven't seen it in the Bible. If you show me, maybe I'll adjust my theology in that. So we do some cultural things because back then, great-grandfathers, they would go to Babalao. Babalao would give them token, chicken blood or oil or something and say, touch it, touch, touch. So we now, sometimes in our minds, we just deodorize that pattern. Are you following? What did Paul say? Aspirations, right? Focus right, diligence right, walk, progression right. Damn it, try to follow me, try to keep up with me. But hesitate a little bit before you take the step. I'm like, yeah, I'm like this, I'm like this, I'm like this. If you guys are following somebody, maybe a driver or anybody, that is, his progression and tracks in life is like this. How are you going to feel? Dizzy? Confused? Frustrated? That's what Paul was saying. He said we're not disorderly. Because when we're disorderly, we confuse those who are coming behind us. Man, these bags are heavy. How many of you know that carrying them for a second is not a lot? You don't feel it. But when you carry them for a long time, you start feeling weighed down. I want to spend some time in prayer. I still have so much more to teach. But I want to close. Thank you. Say, collect your burdens. Say, collect your burdens. have my load, you have your load. Please, so don't give somebody someone else's bag. Some people have dollars in their bag. When in walk, disorderly among you, verse 8, give it to me. Nor did we eat anyone's bread for free. Let me read one or two verses from Proverbs. If you're standing, remain standing now. Close faster that way. Proverbs where to work where to engage the resources that God has given to us the abilities that he's placed on the inside of us he doesn't want us to be lazy or lousy and you know just keep mouthing and prancing and talking about all those things Proverbs 13, 13 verse 4 Proverbs 13 verse 4 Let's read this together, everybody. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Read it again alone. Can we read Ecclesiastes?
Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10. Alright. Whatever so, because someone says I don't have a business or I don't like what I'm doing. It's not my passion. One of the greatest challenges of Gen Z is this whole freedom ideology. My passion, my purpose. <laughs> just just be looking for passion. Be looking, be looking for it too. Everybody shout, your purpose is not missing. Stop spending your whole life trying to find it. You know how purpose works? It's more like purpose finds you. Let me, let me use John as an example. John, you see John on stage, it comes alive. He's animated. Come, come son. He's animated. He is, he is delivering life and energy and all of that. What was your first content that you put out? Come. Just the, first, the first public content. Right. It was uh, the remake of the poem that you put out. Science Student Challenger. That was, that some, of know, some of you don't even know what that is. I wrote a poem on Instagram 2017 or 2018. 2018. 2018. 2018. I wrote a poem on Instagram. It just was very uh, rhythmical and all. I was like, oh, I want to get people who can rap on this. That was his first time. First time. Were you praying for purpose? Maybe your heart was craving direction. Interestingly, before then, God had told me to deliberately put some work in my craft, but I had, I had not been fully convinced about coming out yet. So what I used to do was blocking my camera, then posting on WhatsApp. Then it was, it was that challenge that made me put out my work for the first time in public. How was it happening? I was walking my field. What's my major field? Creativity and communication. Communication in creative ways. That's my field. Words. So I do t-shirts. I have words. I have an album. I write songs with words that cut to the heart. Training. Words. Books. Words. Wall. Words. People. Build them with words. I'm working my field. I write a poem. And then I don't know how many entries we had dozens and dozens, scores of entries. People that just, did, and there were really some great entries and all. That was how his ministry and his purpose stayed burgeoning. What if I say, who's following me on Instagram? I didn't have such a large, I had well, some thousands, tens of thousands, but it wasn't as large as it became. Right? I said, hey, it's just a poem. This is just ridiculous. I might have deferred. John has five, six, seven song singles out now. Six Six tens of thousands of streams across different platforms. Lives changed because one boy somewhere who can't rap wrote a poem that people can rap to. Listen, I'm not saying it for whatever, but when John is rewarded in glory, my portion is inside. So be waiting, oh, just be waiting. How many Johns are you delaying? How many brand new lives are you robbing us of? How many amazing things? How many men are you letting down? Can I talk? Are you really sorted or what? Or you're sitting sorted? 
people are wondering where's the salt get out of the shaker where is the salt get out of the basket where is the light get out from under the bushel are you hearing what I'm saying hiding your gift hiding your ability work that ground how would I have known how would I have known that a poem I wrote would translate into possibly tens of thousands in live performances or at least thousands but definitely tens of thousands in online streams and has a catalytic effect and we're not even talking about people that just download on their phones and share everywhere someone told me I think it was Hannah that told me where's Hannah Hannah told me once that a Muslim friend was dancing to Grace Fever chant and she was really shouting to Grace Fever chant some of the possibly minority listened to a message I preached another person sent to me said I'm in worry or somewhere in Delta State right now I'm in the Babin Salon and they're playing Grace Fever chant you would have no idea where the seed of God in you can go or has even gone but you don't know because the forces of serendipity have not found enough dots in your life to join the line everybody stand can you cry to your father I will mind yes that accent is alright father this is not a quiet one this is not a quiet one Cry to the Lord. Cry to the Lord. Second service, if you can make it, don't, don't miss it. Give you those five things. I need to mention something. Paul, when you start his life, you discover that he was not working all the time. Because if you're called to ministry, there will be seasons where your business must suffer for the kingdom. If you're really called. For some people, they'll get to a point where they sell the business, hand over the business, or disconnect themselves from the business. But for others, they will do the business, side business, seasonally, so that the burden is not on the church. If kings had to carry the burden of my personal expenditure, <laughs> as I now shall, because we'll get to the point where we can. Amen? But if kings had to carry the burden of my personal life, and my family, some of you, those of you who are close to me know. <laughs> and those of you that see the books, you know that uh, now it will be load. But we'll get to a point where we can carry not just mine, we can carry pastors, ministers, musicians, people with ease. And then the pastors and ministers will choose whether they want the church to carry it or they still want to keep. Are you following? There's an order in God. Please pray. Pray with a burden in your heart. Lord, I refuse to be useless to my generation. I refuse to deceive myself in the name of waiting for purpose and waiting for this. I wanted to show you that one. Ecclesia says, show me that scripture in Ecclesia says, whatever your hands find to do, do with all your heart. Listen, please. Especially Gen Z and millennial. He said, whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might or heart. But many Gen Z and millennials, they are looking for whatever your heart finds. Say, so if my heart likes it, my hands will do it. No, that's not a divine equation. Divine equation is, is there anything within the reach of your hand now? He said, do that thing with all your heart. Why? The eternity that God has set in your heart will begin to gain expression in that place. And room is going to be made for your gift. And one thing is going to lead you into your destiny in God. Can somebody pray, I will mind my business. I will mind my business. 
I will not be lazy. I will not be slothful. I will not be overwhelmed by life. I will mind my business. Hey, and a time you want me, I need me. I'm yours. I'm yours for life. I'm yours for real. And I'm not talking about the real on Instagram. I'm yours for R-E-A-L, real. Pray. I disconnect myself from envy, from competition, from jealousy, from observing other people's lives. He said, mind your own business. So you can have something to suggest, counsel to give, because you're also working your ground. You're also working your ground. You're also tilling your soil. So now you can advise with some legitimacy. Please, it does not mean if you don't have results, you can counsel people, you can. But what it means is that if you lack effort, you have lost the right to advise somebody who's making an effort. Before you get results, let's see some efforts. Let's see some energy. Let's see some attention. Paul said, not slothful in business. To Timothy, he said, give yourself holy. This is the reason the things I do in the corporate space, they are not disconnected from my ministry. When I coach, it's connected to my ministry. That's why some coaching clients have joined Kings. Release a song, ministry. T-shirt, ministry. Book, ministry. By land, ministry assignments is somewhere at the back of, the back of that decision. Give yourself holy. So you can be an, a minister of God and your personal finances have nothing to do with your ministry. You must be generating that for the ministry, either in the local church or other ministry expressions or, pot, or pockets that you have. I wish somebody would drive in one more minute. Rosemont, I wish you would release a fire in your belly. Tunde, I wish you would pray with some intensity. Lord, realign me wherever I've been doing very, very random movement from place to place. Lord, between now and the end of this year, I will commit to that one thing. I will commit to that one thing, that one thing, that one thing. I will put my energy, my money, my life, my strength, and let us see what demon is going to stop the seed from breaking out of the ground. Let's see what principality or power will be able to contain the energy of God and the divine life that will spring forth from that ground. I will commit. I will not be envious or lustful. Hey, at a time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for light. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for opening yourself up to us. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for the 
practical understanding of your ways, of what we need to do. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Father. Lord, as your son has watered us this morning, we pray that his water the same. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' most and precious name we pray. Can we celebrate Jesus? Can we celebrate Jesus? Can we celebrate Jesus? Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.